Hey, you're listening to Good Vexations, a podcast about little grievances we'd rather air than solve. I'm Pat Brennan, I'm joined by my best bud, James Lynch, and today's vexation is meeting people whose work you admire. Could never happen. Oh man, I'm having I'm having some uh cran raspberry LaCroix right now. Okay. Cause, and it's pretty good. Because you drink the devil's water. I like sparkling water, Pat. I think it's mm. pretty good. And this one mm-hmm. kinda tastes like cranberries. And I yeah, kinda. Like only a little bit. It's like, almost like it was stored in a room that had cranberries in it. Yeah, that's the basic idea, you know, like, uh, you know, ocean, you know how like you have the ocean spray cranberry, yeah. uh, they took the spray and then just that, uh, around the cans, you know, they ocean sprayed the cans, not like the, the inside, but just the cans. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. I'm with you. Okay. Oh, hold on. I got myself water and then I left it across the room. Give me two seconds. All of your talk of La Croix. La Croix. La Croix. La Croix. Okay. What are we talking about? What are we doing? Uh, I don't know. You 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 had a Act. cool. I mean, yeah, you had a cool experience that was probably really draining. And did we did we talk about your? Because we did. So we did like two conventions back to back. Not we, but like us individually. Like us people, yeah. Us right, human like, beings did that. Yeah. Like, you were in the BCEC for robot time. And then a week later I was in the BCEC for board games. And like one of us definitely had a better convention. Uh, Oh man. Are we going to have to just like go through and decide who had a good convention? Who had a better one? No, they're both pretty rad. Uh, I think both were pretty good. Yeah. Mine was, mine was pretty good. Uh, mine was, uh, consisted of mostly me just panicking Hmm. for the first two days I was there. Because I was giving my first ever real conference presentation. Oh, that's interesting. Because you see, my convention uh, was me panicking for the first three days that I was there because I was giving my first ever real panel. Yeah. So we were, man, serendipity. You know, we just. I wonder. I wonder if we presented in the same room. Were you in one of the theaters? Uh, Ah, man. Like there's that ring on the outside. Yeah, I was in one of those. Yep, Mm. I was on the second floor. I was on the second floor. In the low numbers. I see, but the problem is, this is where it gets tricky, is because your convention was serious stuff for real people, and so they they called the rooms by numbers, and my convention was like, this room is called the Condor Room, and this is the Arachnid Room. <laughs> That's true. What was uh what was your panel about? Uh, or what was I come calling it a panel? What do you call it? A presentation? <laughs> uh, seminar. Um, what was your seminar? No, well, no, let me see. How? What do you call this? I, uh, so I gave a I gave a talk, right? My talk mm-hmm. was just about my research, but it was part of a whole session, is what they called it. Uh, a whole session about robophysics, which is a branch of both. It's usually like biomechanics and mm-hmm. robotics that addresses the issue that if you have a theory about how something in a biological organism works, it's really hard to test that theory. 
because they need to be alive <laughs> for you to understand how they work. But if you want to see what's inside of them while they're alive, it's hard to, to make them continue to be alive. So right. if you like think hummingbirds are cool, which they are, hummingbirds yes. are cool. We should agree on this. Um, okay. I'm not against you. Okay. Because you shouldn't Good. be. You shouldn't be. Okay, Great. you shouldn't be against hummingbirds. God damn We're it! not. Well, good, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> geez, that's dumb. Uh, so you want to study hummingbirds? Cool. Often they are. Some of them are endangered. They're they're generally beautiful and well loved. So if you kill one, you get in a lot of trouble. So. Mm. Uh, if you want to study them, you either need to catch a whole bunch of them and take really good, really, really good high speed, high quality video of them, or you attempt to build a robot one. And in building a robot one, you discover why it is, you, you discover ways to test if your ideas about hummingbirds are true. Okay. So if you think, ah, oh, well, the important bit is that their wing is flexible. Like if we build a hummingbird, the wing has to be flexible. That is a theory that you can test by building a flexible winged hummingbird robot. Right. So there's a whole bunch of people doing stuff like that. Because for example, like we don't have a good, like a good physical understanding about how snakes move in sand. Because it's really, really hard. Yeah. And the physics is really complicated because you've got a, mm -hmm. instead of having a hard surface with like a set amount of, like a set shape and friction and everything else, you have a fucking billion tiny, tiny, tiny little rocks whose geometry you don't know. And, right. <laughs> uh, when you have so many little things, they kind of behave like a fluid, but not totally. Because if you step on water, your foot goes through it. But if you step on sand, it compacts it. But it actually it compacts it after you've gone down a little bit. Hmm. Trying to figure out how much you go down is almost fucking impossible. <laughs> it, yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's hard. So there's a whole bunch of people doing stuff like that. Uh, it was, so I was talking about flying insects and what it means that uh, their muscles are stretchy. Essentially, they've got stretchy. They've got stretchy muscles, and it turns out that that means that they are able to be more efficient than if they didn't have stretchy muscles. But it's really, again, really hard to model. If you want to say, okay, well, if you wanted to build a robot that had stretchy muscles, how stretchy, do, how stretchy do you make the muscles? And mm -hmm. the answer is the models that we tend to use to design these things don't work. So uh, we have to come up with a new way of doing it. And that's what I'm going to be doing for like four more years. Trying, yeah. to, trying to figure out, okay, I want to... How stretchy to make your stretchy bug muscles? Yeah, how, do, how stretchy should the bug muscles be? <laughs> How <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> How stretchy bug muscles? <laughs> How too stretchy bug? Uh, oh my god! This sounds, Help. this sounds like a Yahoo answer. <laughs> How stretchy bug muscles be? <laughs> <laughs>
weird. Well, my panel was on role-playing game rules and how many of them are bad. Yeah. The one you t- <laughs> the one where do, what did you post about the friggin' did you tell how do you send me th- a thing about a gnome being able to lift three times his body body weight? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? In 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 the, in the this is my favorite thing <laughs> from the entire presentation that we did uh is that in the rules of encumbrance for D&D uh, the weakest gnome that you can possibly build with standard array and standard rules. So, like, if you have a gnome and you give it a, like, the the lowest strength score, which is eight, according to carry capacity rules, that means it can carry 120 pounds, which means that the weakest gnome that you can build in D&D can carry three times its own weight. <laughs> all, all gnomes, from a base standpoint, are strong. Oh my god. So if you could if you have like an embiggening spell or something and you do it on a gnome, then suddenly <laughs> you have a super fucking powerful a super yeah. strong thing. So like if you make you say say you I don't, I don't like I'm sure there's an Well, it would it, so it would scale so it would scale disproportionately yeah. because <laughs> the it doubles in size, but its strength score doesn't double. I believe it only adds like four or something to its strength score. Yeah. So it's, it becomes much stronger, but it doesn't scale correctly. So it wouldn't be like you now have a 200-pound gnome that can w- carry 600 pounds. Oh, it wouldn't work out like that. damn. <laughs> because this system is broken as hell. Oh, man. <laughs> also, I also showed that if you, with the, with the starting equipment, uh-huh. with that, with said gnome, uh, if your gnome picked up 35 pennies, it couldn't walk anymore. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> because money has weight in D&D. Okay. And so if you pay, like, pro tip, don't pay your gnome because they can't carry it. Um, oh. <laughs> like any coin, all the coins in the game weigh the same. And so if you pick up 35 of any of them with starting gear, your gnome is over encumbered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun on that panel. That's, it was dumb. That sounds like fun. That sounds like a good time. Well, how how is like the attendance? How many people showed up? I think we had like I'm not I wasn't I didn't do like a count. I should have asked the enforcers and I didn't, but I think based on my understanding of audience capacity, I think that we had about 200 folks, which is a lot. Absolutely. I, I mean, I spoke to like 50. So 200 is yeah. a lot. I think it's like 200. I, I, I'm not positive on that. It's hard to tell, but right. that would be my guess. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, man. So what the heck are we talking about? Uh, so, well, so I no, I do have a Vex thing because I had some weird stuff. Uh, not weird stuff. I had I had some opportunities present themselves at this convention that I had a lot of fun doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in my head about it basically the whole time because have you ever kind of come face to face with somebody whose work you have admired? I had this happen at the conference I've been talking about. Oh, great. Yeah. So we can talk no, about No, we can this. absolutely talk so, about yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, like a conference is a great place for this to happen. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I, have this, I have this joke with a friend of mine that uh, uh, works with me in theater where we talk about the fact that um, the folks that other people think are famous are not necessarily the people that we think are famous, right? Yeah. So, like... I did some work in daytime television, for instance, and like we always had actors or football players or whatever coming onto the show in order to, you know, like do segments or whatever. And yeah. 95% of them, I did not know who they were. <laughs> even if I did, I didn't really care. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Like, 
what's his bucket from the New York Giants comes in and I'm like, I don't watch sports. Yep. So yeah, people are Ooh. like, yo, Michael Strahan's going to be here. And you're like, who the, who's that? Right, exactly. Yeah. And then, but like, like on the flip side, so like I go to one of these events, right? And like these people that have much, much, much smaller followings yeah. who I happen to personally like their work very much, I get very excited to meet. Most of them are like board game folks. And the funny thing about those people is that like you might not know their games, but you wouldn't know the people behind it necessarily. Yeah, right. Right? Like that's that's a pretty common one. Like I'll get excited to meet the creator of something. Um, but sure like nobody else you, would recognize that person maybe even by name if you told it to them right because you've talked about meeting like the dragoon people which is like mm-hmm. a, a very it's like that's a game that honestly i don't think a lot of people have played but no it, well, that's very very niche but it's super niche but meeting those people is very cool because that's a very mm-hmm. successful it's very successful in that area right mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the opportunities that came up in particular in this weekend is I met a podcaster who I'm a big fan of. Um, it's, it's like it, it like my brain is already doing the gymnastics where like I almost feel nervous already to like talk about said person. But like it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. That's part of what we're going to get into. But it's like uh, so I got a chance to sit down um, and have a conversation with uh, a woman named Alex Cox, who does a podcast that I know that you are a fan of that I'm also a fan of called. Uh, well, do by Friday in particular, but she also does uh, Roboisms and uh, uh, Supercomputer is the other one. Mm, mm-hmm. So these meetings are always kind of fraught, right? Because like you want to talk with this person and you want to, I don't know, you want to have like a genuine conversation and meeting with this person and have a good time, right? right. But there is there is a very thin line between a fan or someone who appreciates the work and I guess like an overzealous fan. Sure. Does that make sense? And what I have discovered, I think, is that with like with podcasts, I think that this line is like even thinner than normal, right? So like I meet someone who I think is really cool from the board game world, and we have a conversation about board games, and like maybe I go in depth into their design and ask them questions specifically about like what they've done or the artists or how they did the thing, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing about podcasts is that like the thing you learn from these podcasts, the weird little things that you pick up are like personal aspects of people's life yeah right yeah for sure and it is weird to be in that kind of a scenario like it's one thing to know a lot about someone's work and have them not know about you it's something else entirely to know a lot about a person and have that person not know a lot about you right and so like when when we like sat down and have this conversation thing, like normally what I will do is I will like I'll try and play it cool. Like I won't <laughs> let them know that I'm as big a fan of theirs as I am, right? But like I immediately like sat down and was like, okay, how am I gonna approach this? And I was like, Oh no, like I'm in a situation where I could accidentally allude to something about their personal life that I would know from the show. And so I was like, okay, just from the get-go, I just have to admit that I am a fan of this person's work so that I'm not accidentally like you know, like, oh, your dog, call it by name or whatever, yeah. right? And then they're like, how do you know Or that? be like, hey, how's your partner whose name I know? <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it's horrifying. It's very it's a, scary. Yeah. And it's, it, it, and honestly, and like, I'm not super great at uh, meeting new people and like the small talk situation, right? Like, I'm not good at that from right. the get-go. Uh, and this is adding like, a whole new type of minefield it feels like to add. 
you know yeah, what I mean? Like sure. this whole new thing that you have to navigate. Where like when you're meeting someone for the first time, you're already trying not to like be a total fucking weirdo from the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think about I think pretty often I can't ever meet any of the McElroys. See, and now they've started a new podcast. Wait, wait. Uh, I called them uh, a side tangent real quick before you get into this is I called them because we yeah. had to, I wound up talking about them a lot during my panel because like they have a good way mm-hmm. of like specifically catering rule systems to story, which was what my whole talk was. They about. do. Yeah. Um, because like that's what their whole shtick is. Oh, yeah. Um, what is about well, what do they call it? The hundred years or whatever. The stolen century. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stolen the stolen century was genius in the way that they 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 created a new rule system to fit the story. Yeah. But yeah, I, I called them the Mackle boys throughout the whole panel, much to the chagrin, oh I think, God. of everyone in the entire room. <laughs> Sorry, please oh, continue. Amazing. Amazing. You, you uh, can't meet them. I can't because I. It, it, the, the problem, the thing with podcasts is that it's a really intimate medium. I have listened to the McElroys for the last three or three years, at least. Uh, through some of the hardest times and most difficult transitions of my life Mm -hmm. and have relied on it as a calming, uh, it's like this calming conversation that I feel like the way you would have with close friends. But the problem is (laughs) that- You're not actually friends. uh, We're not actually friends. They don't know who I am. I've never, like, it's a one-way conversation. There's no conversation happening. Right. So if I met them, I'd be like, oh, shit, it's my best friends. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> so, and it's like, oh, no, <laughs> no, I can't have that happen. So who, uh, who, who was the person you met at the conference? So I met a guy, uh, uh, I get, met a guy named Rob Wood, Professor Rob Wood who has a a lab at Harvard. He has almost single-handedly, not single-handedly, but he has done an enormous amount of work. He and the people working under him, his grad students, uh, have done more work than anyone else in the world to develop the field of micro micro robotics. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about how do you, we're talking about how do you make a robot that's a centimeter by a centimeter, you know, or how do you, or two centimeters by two centimeters or something like that, or smaller? How do you build a robot that small? He has developed techniques to do that. His lab ha- seems to have a paper in science every single year. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, they that's, have. That's quite an output. Every paper I've read out of that group is awesome. Like sure. really looks great, looks great, covers a lot, and is just really interesting. The design is always really interesting. The work is really well done. They have a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> because of course they do. Um, they have a ton of money. And recently, the uh, DARPA mm-hmm. essentially uh, opened up a new of a new money, a new challenge, you know, one of their big uh, grand challenges they do periodically. Um, The type of these type, these are the types of things that Boston Dynamics got started from a DARPA challenge. Right. And other, like, in this case, they 
wanted a micro robot Olympics, essentially, to make tiny robots could jump and climb or carry large things. You know, it's, it, so it's a very open ended thing. But it's saying, okay, we want to build a, we want a robot that is a centimeter cubed that can lift twice its own weight. Hmm. Right. That was a that was a project that literally had had parts of it that were written by people in Rob Wood's lab. Sure. Because this was a thing that was almost explicitly designed for their lab. So like they submitted and they, they submitted and immediately got $10 million. So it's that kind of a thing. They're a huge deal. My advisor and, and, and another member of my thesis committee both worked under him. Hmm. I met this guy. And I was standing there and I was like, ah, wow, I've been reading about you since junior year of college. Right. Like, I know who I I know a lot about the work you've done. And it's crazy to meet you right here face to face. But also, it's the kind of thing where I, I list I list all that stuff. If you just saw this guy, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. He's a big deal in a tiny little subset of a subset of a subset of robotics, you know, Mm -hmm. tiny little group. And most of the people who care were in the room at this conference. Sure. (laughs) Like maybe a hundred (laughs) people. So, I kind of understand like, oh, I, this, this is one a little bit more like, this is a little bit more separate where I could say, wow, like the paper, I've read a bunch of, I've read a bunch of your work and I'm actually like, it's pretty cool. I'm currently now working on the RoboBee. That is the thing that you invented six, like five years ago. Uh, yeah. I'm currently working on something tangential to that. That's sure. kind of cool. That feels a little bit more like when you're meeting your board game people. Right. But still, it is weird to that to meet these people who are famous to me. Right. But to the mo- to most people, who cares? You know, he gave a cool talk, but he hasn't. But he gave a cool talk. So people would appreciate that. But it's interesting when you're in these really small niches, mm-hmm. when you get to meet these people that you admire. Mm-hmm. And so like. I don't know. See, like, my vex with this is basically, it, it pretty much just boils down to, like, I wish it wasn't weird to meet people, but, like, it is. And it won't ever, it won't ever not be, right? Like, it's not, it's not, it's not totally weird, right? Like, it's just, like, yeah, like, what I'm saying is, like, I wish, I wish it was, like, less awkward to meet these people. And if there was just some kind of signal that I could put out that was, like, I am not here to wear your skin as a mask, you know? <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Like, but it feels so. It feels so weird for the same reason. I I think that it's again when we start we when we've had all these new ways to interact with people, like online. Some of it's really anonymous, and and some of it's exactly the opposite. Where, you know, sometimes you put out something that you've made, and then for on their side, they put out something that they made, and like a thousand people or many more than that hear about it you know right. listen to it 
and suddenly they're you're you're known by way more people than you could ever know. Mm-hmm. So you get this weird lopsided this lopsided relationship, right? And so and so part of the reason I wanted to talk about this too was I at this same convention I had the inverse of this social interaction happened to me for the first time in my entire life. Oh, and it was the weirdest and coolest thing that has ever happened to me. Tell so, me like, about it. We were like, we were, we had like the floor had closed. We had grabbed some dinner and we were all just like, we just like plopped down in the hallway, like a bunch of animals. And we're just eating like food truck food off the floor, basically. Just <laughs> mention. Um, and like me as me and a group of folks that are sitting there it was like myself. It was like the someone has died team. It was um, uh, like the, 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 the folks, the, the, the assistants that had come up to help me with my table, like one of which was like one of my students from NYU and stuff like as we're sitting there eating this like group stops short and this woman turns and she's like, hey, you're Pat from Offcut Games. And I was like, Whoa. and I was like, what? it's <laughs> <laughs> so like she like she just like she liked our games i don't know if she had seen this on podcasts or what i like i don't know i don't know how she knew who i was kind of thing but we like chatted for a little bit about the new game and stuff like that and man i just felt like a million bucks and like that's pretty do you have cool. any do you have any idea how cool this person made me look in front of my students that's incredible that's oh, the coolest that's, thing ever yeah that's very right. cool right so like the flip side of this is like i'm not saying don't approach people who you admire because as someone who literally just had it happen for the first time it's the coolest fucking failing in the whole world yeah so <laughs> that's, that's all i have to say about that that is but it kind was, of that is like kind humble of brag but like that was very very cool <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah so i guess i i think that 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 is the that is the flip side of this thing you know yeah it will never it will never not feel good to get recognized for your work right right yeah I think that's kind of what it boils down to. Right. I think there is there is a line, and I think that we just need to really understand where that line needs to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody came up to you in tears because they love status reports so much... That's too much. That's too much. I can't I can't handle that. <laughs> well, we status are just a board game. If, stati- if they're like, status report is the greatest game. Saved Changed my, my life. life changed my life it's like oh no oh no <laughs> that's not great right <laughs> you don't want that right but i think that happens to people like the McElroys all the time oh all the time I, that, right that's a lot that's too yeah. much because i i think if i ever were at if i were ever at a con or if i went to a live show i, I don't know what else i would say because when the truth is again i went i was living in a city where i knew one person. So what did I do? I listened to a lot of podcasts and it did really like help put a smile on my face when I was really fucking lonely, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I, I think I know what the difference between these two things is, right? Yeah. So I think that if you are approaching someone to tell them that you like their work and like the things that they do, that's yeah. good. That's great. You should absolutely do that thing. Right. And you can be like this, like this work that you have done has meant a lot to me. Right. Yep. Where where you cross the line, I think, is where it becomes a story about you that uses their work as the framework. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Like so like the person that you admire doesn't get anything out of a conversation where you tell them that you went through a hard time and their stuff helped them. 
right? Like there's no way that they can adequately respond to that, right? Yep. They don't they don't have they don't have any sense of what any of that means or what it was and like they can't they can't give you the response that you were looking for. Whereas you can be like, hey, like all of that other stuff can be true and you can still have this normal interaction where you're like, hey, your stuff is really cool and I like it a lot. And that's all it needs to be. Yeah, so I thought I I learned how to play that. <laughs>